KG, and this is not safe for network. Get in there, you big boy. Oh, I don't care what you smell. Oh my God, this girl's really turning me on. I, I didn't quite get that. Think it again. Forget I thought it. It's a pressure valve. It won't open unless there's tremendous pressure. Oh, no, not the bees! Monta. Not the bees! Monta. Ah! I'm losing my eyes! Monta. Montucky Skies. Welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. How's it going, Brandon? Life is well. Life is well. Had a good uh, Independence Day. It was a fun Independence Day. It was quite the whirlwind. <laughs> My Independence Day was a little bit slow, but then uh, should I just should I just talk about this now? Might as well jump into it. All right. Well, first off, I'll say there's a Q&A that I'm going to just put at the end of this. The audio quality is not quite as good as the rest of the podcast, just in case I forget to put it out there, but I'll clean it up as good as I can uh, when I drop this tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, But basically, I read in the newspaper when I was at work that Bill Pullman was going to, to give a Q&A at an Independence Day resurgence uh, uh, show in Whitehall. And you might be wondering why is Bill Pullman in Whitehall, Montana, a place you've probably never heard of? <laughs> uh, it's because his brother and him own a ranch in Whitehall, I found out. I did a bunch of research into into Bill Pullman after the show. But um, so I, I asked my wife, I was like, do you mind going down for this? She's like, yeah, because she wanted to go see this movie anyway. So we went down there. Uh, and I'll give a review in a little bit, but Bill Pullman's super fucking cool guy, like super cool guy. I think Zach has talked about this, like because he's met him on a couple of occasions. So here's the thing, I and I could be mistaken, but I don't think he's talked about it on the podcast. We've talked about it off the podcast many times, <laughs> which I was going to bring up. Um, I so, thought we had a whole segment of trying to get Bill <laughs> Bill Pullman on. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember if we ever talked about it or not. Maybe we did, but just in case, and it's good to rehash it anyway. Um, so Zach has met Bill Pullman a handful of times, and he even told me he got his number. And so I was trying to convince him to, to call him up to see if we could get like a short phone interview or something. And that never happened. I can't blame Zach. Like if I had Bill Pullman's number, I might chicken out and not call him too. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, Zach had told me. Just really nice guy, like really, really nice guy, like met him a couple of times. And so when I read this, I was like, cool, I'm going to meet Bill Pullman. Like he seems like he was pretty nice from what I heard from Zach. So, you know, I, I made this a priority. So we drove down to Whitehall when I got off of work and uh, the movie theater, it was not sold out. Like it's and judging by how many people are in Whitehall, I think they did about as well as the theater ever does, you know, but there was definitely some seats open. Uh, my daughter and uh, my stepson, we took them down and like they went playing at a park beforehand and my daughter just got overheated. So we were waiting in line and uh, she was just really red. So we went and got some water. Eventually they came out with waters and gave them the people that were waiting and we went in there and I'm thinking like, okay, cool. There's going to be air conditioning. She's, she can cool down. No, there's no air conditioning in the theater. Uh, 
it was it was so hot like it was hot like it was warm when we walked in there and by the time the theater was filling up it was so hot and so we wound up like getting paper towels and like wetting them down and kind of dabbing my daughter's forehead and eventually she was okay but there was uh it's not on a total slope or not much of a slope when you're getting in the seats so all the people in front of us were like taller than my daughter. So she wound up like sitting on my lap for the whole thing so that she could Ugh. see. So like I was like extra hot and she was probably extra hot from being on my lap, uh, which was interesting because she'd never seen Independence Day. I was going to try and sneak it in, but we just didn't have time. Uh, and my stepson, I don't think he saw it either, but it seemed like they really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, I've been talking about this on Facebook. I had a couple of friends that saw the movie and didn't like it. Here's what I'll say about it. Like, if you're wondering if this sequel is for you, I'm just going to put it very, very simply. Like, if you've seen Independence Day, watch it again. If it still holds up for you, you're going to totally enjoy the sequel. If it doesn't hold up for you, don't bother. Like, it's it's truly a sequel to the first one. Um, I think you could probably enjoy it without seeing the first one. But... It's like if the first one doesn't hold up for you, it's the same sort of movie. Like it really is a sequel. So I felt like a lot of the reviews I read for it was unfair because I think they wanted it to be more like the popcorn fair is now. But I'm watching. I'm like, dude, it is a sequel like that. Chris Hemsworth probably has the most screen time. And it's I'm pretty sure they wrote it that way because Will Smith wasn't in. And so I think they were given all the stuff that would have been to Will Smith to Chris Hemsworth and just kind of changing it a little bit to make it his character, you know, but all the other characters that get a lot of screen time for the most part are like characters from the original movie and they get expanded and things. And so, you know, like You're it's getting a lot of Jeff Goldblum and Oh yeah, dude, Jeff Goldblum gets so much screen time in it. Like Bill Paxton gets a bunch of screen time in it. And, uh, I'm just going to say it, dude, best ex president in fictional history. <laughs> far and away nobody comes close so he's the best president in fictional history and now he's the best ex-president in, in uh presidential history as well would you put him above morgan freeman of course <laughs> yeah dude sorry morgan like i haven't seen dip deep impact so it's probably not a fair comparison for me <laughs> but he was really good in deep impact okay but still like i gotta put bill pullman number one like he ju- he jumped in a fucking fighter jet and led the attack against the aliens that won. So did George Bush. <laughs> no, no, no. There's Mission a, accomplished. Hold on, hold on. There's a difference between jumping in an aircraft and winning a battle and like getting in an aircraft and landing and like presuming that the war is over <laughs> when it's not even really started. Like there's a big, big difference. 15 years ago. Like one of those is watching the other one and being like, yeah, I'm going to have that moment. You didn't have that moment, dude. <laughs> you didn't have that moment at all. And let's be honest, like no, no real president or no president in modern history can have that moment unless aliens invade. So don't even give me this shit. Like, <laughs> And no offense, Hillary or Donald Trump, but you ain't jumping in an aircraft like and, and you, fighting the aliens either. So don't give me this shit. I would pay big money to see that <laughs> Hillary behind a fighter jet. Yeah. Now, I, I do got to say, maybe maybe it's colored for me because I did watch the movie with Bill Pullman three rows, like directly three rows ahead of me. I didn't know it till later. 
because I don't recognize the back of his head, but he was totally three rows ahead of me. And then he did a Q and a, and so you'll get to hear that. There'll be a little bit cut out because my wife and daughter were talking right next to the phone I was recording on. And, uh, so they pick up a little bit, so I'll probably cut that out. But uh, he was like interested in answering kids' questions. And so my daughter got in the very last question. And I guess it's a minor bit of a spoiler. I mean, I don't think you can really spoil this movie, to be honest. But like she basically asked, he at, like he was about to wrap it up. And my daughter just like, I, I whispered to her, I'm like, you got to raise your hand if you want your question. Because he was on the last last kid, like answering his question. And so my daughter like just shot up her hand and just left it up during the the end of the question. So of course he went to her and uh, she like, he couldn't hear her. So I had to repeat it. So I got to talk to Bill Pullman kind (laughs) of, but uh, she basically asked him why the queen was so powerful because there's like an alien queen in this movie. So this is the question Bill Pullman's supposed to answer. (laughs) And credit to him, man. He gives a satisfying answer. Like, he does the best he can. Like, really good dude. But it was so hot in there, and he made he made some jokes about it. And um, he also, this was like a fundraiser for some schools in Whitehall. So, like, when it was over, I thought briefly about going up to talk to him. Because I'll be honest, dude. I had a question I wanted to ask real bad. And I asked Aaron Donaldson, and he had a question. So that would have been my follow-up if I would have gotten a chance, but my question would have been, uh, having been the greatest fictional president in presidential hit and presidential history, did you have a location picked out for your fictional presidential library? <laughs> was going to be my question. <laughs> Aaron Donaldson told me he wanted to know if basically if he was president during Mac and me, if he would have handled the immigration the same way that they did in <laughs> Mac and me, because like they go from like chasing after Mac, like as enemy of the state to like just Giving welcoming them, like putting them in creepy suits and stuff and swearing them in in like five minutes, I think. Give them full citizenship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was curious if, uh, if his president would have done the same thing. So these were questions I really wanted to ask and I was going to ask him in person, but everybody just swarmed up to him when he was done with the Q and a and to his credit, like I, I stayed for a minute. I knew I wasn't going to go up at that moment. Cause I'm like, it's fucking hot in here. And like, I got to think about my kids first off. Like, cause yeah. once again, my daughter is like boiling hot, but like he answered a question. My daughter was super nice to her, made eye contact the whole time while he's talking to her. So I thought that was like a really generous thing for him to do. But then he was clearly taking time with everybody who was walking up to him and talking to him. And most of the theater was going up to talk to him. So I was just like, I'm, I'm not going to like, he would totally sit there and answer my questions. I'm sure my dumb questions, (laughs) (laughs) but I was like, I'm not going to harass him. So we wound up leaving, but a super nice guy. I, I, like I thought a lot of Bill Pullman, I always enjoyed him. I always thought he was underrated considering he really was like an A-list actor in the nineties. Like when you go through it, like a lot of the movies he was in, like he was one of those leading men in the nineties. He did so much stuff. Yeah. Like I was going through his IMDB page. He did everything, man. He did Westerns. He did science fiction stuff. He did like weird David Lynch movies, like lost highway. 
Like, yeah, yeah, he did so many things that it's just like I I could ask him questions to the end of time. The one I had forgotten until I went home and I was I was looking at his IMDb really quick was uh Spaceballs, dude. How did you forget Spaceballs? Because he's Lone Star. I know, but it's like because <laughs> he's got so much shit, dude. Like you go through the cl- like literal classics that he's done. I'd I consider Spaceballs a classic. Like, yeah, if you're our age or or maybe sl- like younger. That's a classic comedy for sure. And like Independence Day is like a classic science fiction movie, I think. Like it's it's just a fun movie, I, I feel like. Um, Sleepless in Seattle is like a classic. While You Were Sleeping is probably like a classic romantic comedy. Like he's done so much shit. He was he was uh the love interest for uh Ellen DeGeneres in The Wrong Man. Which has a whole different connotation now. (laughs) (laughs) Or Mr. Wrong. It was called Mr. Wrong. Which was a movie I genuinely enjoyed. I don't know if that movie holds up, to be fair. Uh, It probably doesn't. But I remember thinking... like I I always remember this one shot from the movie where uh, Ellen DeGeneres is over the border in Mexico and they're like interrogating her over something and they have this super like close up of the cigarette as it's being lit. And I remember thinking like, that's such a fucking cool shot. <laughs> and like, he's just really funny as like the worst ex-boyfriend you could ever have. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, uh, just a quick interjection. I was in a hotel room over in Missoula a couple months ago and it was a, I think it was a, I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday night. Anyways, we were watching a old uh, rerun of Saturday Night Live from 97, I believe. Okay. And it was the week that Ellen had come out of the closet. Oh, oh so that would have been, if it was 97, that would have been like a year or two after Mr. Wrong came out, I yeah. want to say. Okay. And she had just come out of the closet. And it, Which was huge at the time. It was like... Like, if you're too young to remember this, like, that was that was the biggest coming out that I can remember. Yeah. Um, maybe ever was Elton John. I remember hearing about how many people were shocked when Elton John came out, which I just totally have to say, <laughs> duh. But, like, you know, I'm looking through it a different Yeah, it's a too. whole different perspective. We didn't grow up listening to it. Didn't do music. tons of coke in the 70s and just think, what's wrong with wearing a glittery jacket and star glasses? <laughs> like... That's totally hetero. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, and the other thing that was funny about that same episode is the first two stories they had on the weekend update were about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Really? <laughs> I mean, and that's that's I totally believe that because they've been mainstays in the news for so long. I mean, I I feel like Trump was at his most famous until he ran for president, like in the eighties, probably. Like everybody knew who Donald Trump yeah, was. Yeah, this in the was 80s. when he was with Ivanka, or they yeah, were. Yeah, when they yeah. when they had the whole he had the whole big affair. Yeah, it, I mean, it was. He's still a douche. <laughs> he always has been. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I didn't hate him. I wanted to be rich, like it. Like it was weird because. When you'd see him in the 80s, he would like do little guest spots on like sitcoms and stuff. Like he was all over the place. He had a board game that was like a Trump board game that did well. I feel like they gave it out out on like Jeopardy as the like consolation prize sort of thing. (laughs) They probably did. (laughs) Anyways, back to Bill Pullman. We don't want to talk about Trump anymore. No. So, how, how, 
was that just about Ellen DeGeneres or I was wondering if that pulled in Bill Pullman that signed that. No, it didn't. It, you just sparked when you were talking about Ellen with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all I really have about Bill Pullman. Just super, super cool dude. Really seems like the salt of the earth. Um, like I, I now know a couple of people that have met Bill Pullman that I didn't realize. And I'd had this conversation. Really nice dude. Like from all accounts. And I guess he used to teach acting at MSU. Yes, he did. Yeah, which is pretty cool, too. I even, like, it's funny because the, like, acting department at MSU is This would have been post-Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, I mean, they have this little tiny theater, with, and I think there's, like, 20 people that, like, actively go through the MSU, like, film department. Well, their film department's pretty good size, but, like, the acting stage stuff is pretty minute uh-huh so like i always like being an msu alumni i even forget like oh yeah they did have an acting department yeah <laughs> uh and so another another fun thing was before we went out like my wife was just like so who's bill pullman again she didn't she she could not remember and i was showing her in the trailers but he's like bearded in that movie so like he's not totally recognizable if you're not if you don't if you're not intricately familiar with him. But I'm like, you just watched one of his movies last week, and she's like, which one? I was like, while you were sleeping, and she's like, who's he? And I'm like, he's a love interest in it. Like he's the guy not in the coma. And she's <laughs> like, oh okay. Which I, I mean, I'll stand up for that movie. I don't care. Like there's a handful of romantic comedies that I do like, and that was the one I felt like Sandra Bullock really showed her chops. Like I feel like. She kind of stepped out in the public consciousness with like Demolition Man, I feel like was her breakout role. And then I think that like, I think uh, uh, While You Were Sleeping was the one where she showed she could like hold down a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but I mean, Bill Pullman, he's just great in everything, dude. Like he's the fucking man. And the one thing I had in my head was like that I was so terrified driving up was like, if you get to talk to him, don't call him Bill Paxton. Don't, don't call him Bill Paxton. Like I had that in my head like over and over again. Don't call him Bill Paxton. And like I uh -huh. kept saying like Bill, pa every time I was like saying his name. You already like missed up once on the podcast. Did I really? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but like the whole time we were there, whenever I talked about it, I'd say Bill Pullman and pause and like think, did I say the right name? Yes. But I would like do it over and over again to like condition myself <laughs> to not accidentally call him Bill Paxson. But who would walk up and say, hey, Bill Pullman? Like you don't say his whole name, right? Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't want to say Mr. Paxton either. That'd be <laughs> awkward. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was pretty fun. Uh, something else I got to say about Independence Day too. And I know, I know I'm hitting this drum again and maybe it's getting old for people, but hitting this drum a lot for a year. But I just want to point out, like I saw a couple articles when Independence Day came out about how it was like already a bomb, like in the opening weekend and like it took number two in the opening weekend. You know what it opened against? Finding Dory. Is there any movie that could have opened against Finding Dory and taken the number Pixar's one Pixar's are tough to you open against. Like, you can't, like summer movie, kids movie, you can't fucking knock that off. Like especially if it's a Pixar movie, it's just not going to happen. Like it's a kids Pixar movie. 
Like it's, those are two things that are very powerful things. And Pixar movies happen to also always be kids movies, but like you can't, like that's not a failure. And they act like as a failure. Well, I looked at the numbers. Okay. It was $165 million budget. Okay. So if you look at, if you do that stupid thing, they always do where they talk about just like the United States gross. Yeah. It's, it's 75 million right now. You look worldwide. It's like 255 right now as I'm speaking, like $255 million, dude, that is not a bomb that, yo, that's covering their, the production numbers plus advertising. And by the way, they're 11 days in right now. I was looking at it. They're 11 days in. So 255. You know, and 11 if they days were in. looking for um, an opening weekend like they had in the first Independence Day, I, that's they're not, not going to happen. Get, and I mean, that was a, that was a Super Bowl ad that showed us something we'd never seen before, like the White House blowing up. I can't understate like what a big deal that was when that and it came dropped. out on Independence Day. I like because I remember like that whole opening yep. of that, and like the three days before they had like a whole like TV sweep of stuff going on, and the second day before they had a whole sweep like the day before Independence. And you day. had you had Jeff Goldblum probably at the end of his prime as like an A lister, I would say. You had Will Smith at the beginning of his prime as an A-lister. Like you had Bill Pullman, who is an established A-lister. Like that, that you had Brent Spiner, who's like every Star Trek fan was gonna go see this movie just for Brent Spiner. Like it's like it, it can't be understated, like how huge that movie was when it came out. Of course, this one twenty years later wasn't gonna be that big, you know. That, yeah. To try and compare it to that one is kind of ridiculous but it's fun like if you if you go back and you watch the first independence day movie and you still like it totally check this movie out it's so much fun and the way that i was wondering how they would end it because i know that they're planning a part three um the way that they end it it's it's pretty it's i like the way that they're, that they're gonna lead into the next one like it definitely like finishes a storyline but then like leads you to leaves the next. enough open to yeah, yeah, like they do a really good job of that. Like it, it was, it was good. Uh, it was good planning for those movies. I think. Yeah, like it's definitely an end of a second chapter and opens the door for the third chapter. You know exactly what's going to happen in the next movie. Yeah, and you know I'm actually kind of glad to hear that because there's been a lot lately. The well, big flagship movies where they're planning a sequel soon after where they're don't really end the chapter yeah. at the movie break and it just irritates the piss out no, of me. No, this this does not do that. It has a clear ending and it clearly opens the door for the next one. Like they, they accomplish those two things, which I really wanted to see. And I was very glad to see. I didn't want to come on it. I'm going to be honest. I didn't want to pan this movie. Like nostalgia made me want to like this movie. And like the fact that Bill Pullman was sitting three rows ahead of me <laughs> made me want to watch this movie. But I watch it and I generally enjoyed the movie. Dude, Brett Spiner gets so much more to do in this movie. I haven't seen Brent Spiner do anything for so long. <laughs> it was so nice to see him. Like his, his scientist gets as much screen time as just about anybody. Like he has so much to do and he fucking nails it. I forgot why I love Brent Spiner. Like he's so good at like being an oddball guy who's like quirky and funny. Yeah. I mean, he was really entertaining in the the first one. Yeah, but he doesn't do all that much. No, he's got a pretty, pretty limited role. role. Like he and this one, 
like so once again like chris hemsworth is like 1a like he gets the most screen time and then i would say like coming and like a close second is like a three-way tie between bill pullman brent spiner and jeff goldblum and maybe jeff goldblum probably gets a little more time than bill pullman and brent spiner but they all have a lot to do which i like dude i don't want to go to a sequel and just have the torch passed and like nothing with the rest of the characters you know what i mean yeah like it's um it's it's a limit and what i will say about the q a before you hear it at the end if you are absolutely like don't want to hear spoilers don't listen to it like he definitely talks about like answers questions uh in the movie that um like it's it's there's definitely spoiler territory in there i'll say that but it's once again i don't think it's a movie you can really spoil but if you're insane about it don't (laughs) listen to it uh another nice thing is he gives he gives clarification on something in the movie that i didn't understand which is kind of a spoiler so i won't I won't say what the it is. The one where but. Brett Spiner is still alive? No, <laughs> no, because he was so and I I did I did look this up. Um I, I did look it up when I was uh researching the movie. So he he went into a coma at the end of the first one. He was supposed to die, and they had like a line where they said something about he him dying. And then they looped it over with something else because they thought if we ever make a sequel, we would like Brent back. So in post, they looped that over. And then apparently there's a commentary for Independence Day where the director, Roland Emmert, or Emmert, or however you Emmert, say it, yeah. Emmert, he was saying that Brent Spiner is in a coma. Like he straight up says it on the commentary. So it is established that he didn't die. Yeah. So he's literally in a coma for 20 years and comes to... In this movie, like you get to see him come out of the coma. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. And there's even like the little secondary characters in Independence Day. I think as much of them as they could. How much back stripper do we get? Stripper. I don't remember the stripper from Independence Day. Vivica A. Fox. Oh, <laughs> I don't think she's in this movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I missed it. Maybe I missed it, but I don't, I don't remember her being in the movie. I never really looked at her as a big part of the movie. No, not really. <laughs> but she was a stripper in the movie. Okay. <laughs> See, I, I just I have no memory of that. I, I remember Vivica Fox being in it. Wasn't she like well, underground she was well, with the first lady for a while? Like weren't like they like that. buried by rubble or something for a while? I, I think I vaguely yeah, remember and Vivica had, Fox had some like back and forth. And she was like married to Will, Smith. Will Smith's character, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so I, I do remember her now. I, I still don't remember the stripper part, but I haven't seen it for a while. I'll be honest. Like I, I haven't. I saw. I it, don't know the last time I've seen it, like beginning to end. I probably saw part of it like five years ago and enjoyed every second of it. I which think is the why. last time I saw it, I was over at my brother in law's house. He, long story. He had we brought him a TV. Like our old 32 inch, like huge TV. Um, cause he's just getting, getting himself set up. And he had a, went to the Goodwill store and had a VCR and bought a bunch of VHS tapes. And so we ended up watching like half of Independence Day. Nice. On VHS. <laughs> it's a great way to watch it. So 
Last thing I have to ask about Independence Day. Okay. What level of creepy do we get out of Joel, Joel, Jeff Goldblum? Oh, uh, like it's it's the same. It's the same character. He's a little more grown up now. He gets with the younger woman, which like it's <laughs> one of those things I think about now. I didn't really care about it for a long time, but now it is one of those things. I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like he's damn near 60 and like <laughs> he's got like a probably like a, a woman in her late 20s, early 30s that he gets with at the end. So of he's it. pretty much like Andre's father cre- level of creepy. <laughs> no, not even. Cl- no, that's so. Andre's father. No, or, you're thinking of. Uh, 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 no, who was oh, it? God. Um, you would think that that show was off the air for like five years, the way I'm talking right now. Um, that was. Uh, no. God damn, why can't I think of his name? He was the swarmy one with glasses who kind of. Ruxin. Yeah, Ruxin. Yeah. Yeah, that was Ruxin's father. Yeah. Which, like, they look a lot alike, so it totally made sense when you saw... No, way less creepy than that. I mean, he's the the same character. I mean, it's... All the characters, they totally nail. Like, they're they're definitely the same character. Bill Pullman's has the most... And I'm not saying this because of my my love affair with Bill Pullman right now. But it's... uh, He has the most... um, How can I put it? the most character development of all of them. Like, and, and he answers something in the, in the Q and a that, uh, like wasn't evident to me when I watched the movie and might've occurred to me later if I had thought about it. But when he said it in the Q and a, I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And so like, even, even this one little detail of his character is like character development. So, uh, yeah, I mean like, He's not super creepy, Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually like, it seems like Jeff Goldblum's kind of hitting a uh, resurgence lately, I've noticed. Yeah, he has those uh, weird apartment commercials. Yeah, the, the GE commercials. And and he did voiceover work for uh, Call of Duty 3. And he's been the, doing... The zombie mode he does. He's like one of the characters in the zombie mode. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's he's. I've been noticing him in a lot of things lately. It's like everybody's just decided they love Jeff Goldblum again, and like, why did we forget about him for a couple of years? You know, uh, yeah. But <laughs> so I over the week or last week, I went and saw Finding Dory. Okay, how is it? Uh not as good as Finding Nemo. Okay, like just saying that off, but it was. It was all right. I I mean, it hit a lot of the notes you expect it to, but it just kind of seemed really vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, the cinematography on that is beautiful. I mean, they the same level they hit with Finding Nemo, they had the same level. Okay. So you could watch them back to back and they match up? Yeah. And, I mean, they... They did keep a lot of the same, I mean, well, they kept the same characters, I mean, and voices. Um, I mean, they had um, Albert, Albert Brooks. Brooks as Marlin. Um, I don't know if they've got the same voice for Nemo. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it was a kid or if it was an adult doing the voice. So, I mean, I yeah. couldn't tell you that one. But it sounds the same? It's. I mean, it, you wouldn't really, unless you were, like, really looking forward, you wouldn't notice. Yeah. 
Um, it just toward the end, it gets really campy, like with a octopus driving a truck. You're like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I always love those points when you hit a movie that's so ridiculous, but then they do something that's so fucking ridiculous. You're like, I I can't roll with this. (laughs) Yeah, it hit that point where it's just like, we've really gone too far with this. Yeah. I've heard Kevin Smith talk about the the movie Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I don't know if I've ever seen that. I saw it when I was a kid. I probably did, but I couldn't tell you anything. Yeah, about there's that. all this magical stuff that happens, and he's fine with all of it until they go underwater in the bed at one point, and they breathe fine, and he's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and it is like, it's super ridiculous, but the whole movie is ridiculous, so it's like funny when you make those points of demarcation. Like, you're like, it's fine that it's talking fish and all this, but an octopus driving a car, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it. I mean, it just gets to a level. You're like, all right, you're, because, you know, I thought Finding Nemo was a like a classic movie. I mean, it, other than the talking fish, obviously, but it'd be a pretty boring story just watching fish. I was good with it once. Uh, it doesn't really hold up on rewatch for me because I've had to rewatch it so many times with my kids that. Yeah, and my wife really loves it. So, it play, like, if my wife loves a Disney or Pixar movie, it will play over and over and over again in the house. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't appreciate it on the level of some other Pixar movies. Like, the Toy Story movies, I can watch any of those three. And anytime. Just enjoy, yeah. yeah, anytime and enjoy them. And I like each one more than the previous one. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's like, I feel like, I feel like, they nail especially the third one the Holy third one fucks, man dude. just grabs you by the balls and doesn't let go yeah it's just like like that i legitimately thought that that was the best picture of the year it was up and there were so many good movies out that year but you know you knew it wasn't gonna win <laughs> <laughs> and you know i'm not sad having seen it lost but it was it was so it was so much better than a cartoon had any right to be yeah um, Brave was another one I thought was like super clever and really loved it. And I was a little upset at like how much people didn't like that movie. I didn't care much for that one. Yeah. I mean, I, a lot of people I enjoyed don't. it as much as I could, but I, I just didn't connect with that movie. Yeah. I guess one problem a lot of people have that I don't think a lot of people realize, I'm not saying you're one of them, but, um, it's, it's the first Pixar movie that was like not a boy's journey. Like it's really, it's really about a relationship between a mother and a daughter, and I think like right out of the gate, a lot of people had a problem with that, but they didn't necessarily. I didn't have a problem with it. it, I just didn't connect to it. That, like I said, I'm not including you in that statement. I, I had the added thing of like watching that in the theater and like River and and my wife just like squabbling about stuff all the time. And then like them watching that movie and like both of them breaking out into tears at the end of it and like holding each other crying and stuff like was so fucking touching. And it's like I realize not everybody's getting that experience in the theater when they watch that movie. But having seen that movie, it was like genuinely touching because it was absolutely fucking nailing what they were going for. So it was one of those things that like on a personal level, I really, really appreciated. Yeah. Um. And I guess just like with my daughter, like I really like that there's like 
a girl protagonist who doesn't like like the one trope I was waiting for the entire time was like I thought that this was going to be a movie about how she was going to be a warrior and everybody wanted her to be a princess and and it is not that at all no it's I, n- it's that's not what that I love. and it's not I love the turn that they made in that movie it's not her falling in love either is yeah. the other trope that's in every female protagonist it yeah. seems like yeah, so I, I and really I know Aaron Donaldson that, so. has a lot more to say about that than we would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's ever seen Brave. We'd have to talk with him. He does have a thing about Disney movies, but I had a very long conversation with him one time, and uh, you know, he was talking about like, what are you gonna fucking do about Disney? I mean, they own all these great properties, and like at a certain point, you got to be like, I'm not gonna like avoid watching this <laughs> because there's they're good. That's the thing. Like they make good movies. I had a real problem with Disney for a long time. And like, I can't fucking fault them with shit because they own Marvel. They own star Wars. They own Pixar and they're fucking all three of those knock it out of the park with almost all of their movies. So it's like, what do you fucking do? Like they're nailing it. You know, you know, I had a lot more problem with them during the Michael Eisner years. Um, yeah, me too. And it's not it's not because of Michael Eisner. It's uh, I was at that age where it, it and I mean maybe you too, where it's like they weren't really being made for us. No, and we were I just mean, a was... little too old for a lot of the really big Disney movies. And so if you're a parent, you could appreciate them. If you're a kid, you could appreciate them. But we were in that like teenage spot where it was just like, well, I mean the the movies that came out when we were teenagers. I mean, we had like Pocahontas and yeah, yeah. I saw that in the theater because that weren't really male division. Yeah, uh, I and and Pocahontas was not good. Let's be clear on no, that one. No. It's not good. I've seen it as an adult as well when I'm like way more lenient about Disney, and it's just not a good movie. No, and it's creepy when you take into account the actual history and like how they're presenting it, because like Pocahontas was like twelve. And John Smith was like 30. And then you're just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it presented as a love story, you know? There was a lot more murder going on. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, it, gets it, re- it gets real dark if you really delve into the story. By the way, if you sit there and actually pull apart John Smith's actual story, it's all bullshit anyway. Like, there's no hint of, like, evidence behind anything he was talking about with his stories that these are all based off of anyway. So, like, it's all bullshit. You know, so it, it was based off of a bullshit thing anyway. And then have to schlack uh, Burger King toys on top of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, we were we were working at Burger King in high school. So everything that came out, I had a chip on my shoulder about because like we had people flipping out, like trying to get jelly glasses with combo meals. And we would run out in the first week because they were so in demand and like people would just fucking flip out on you. And they didn't have it. Remember, like, we get people who would, like, drive to Missoula and Butte and all these places trying to get the glasses and couldn't find them there. And then they come to to us and just have a fucking meltdown. It's like, dude, you're buying, like, a glass. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) You know what I mean? Let's see. What what came out when we are in high school? Like, Toy Story was the one I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. Like, even in high school, I, I liked that one. Uh, once again, Pixar though, like they were kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, let's see. There was Hunchback and Notre Dame. Yeah. No love for that movie. There was Aladdin, which like I was, 
spot was all right, but I wasn't nearly as big as everybody else was. No. And I had a stepbrother that fucking watched that nonstop. So I yeah. got pretty sick of that movie. Um, um, what was it? Lion King. Yeah. Lion King was, we were in middle school I can, when that came out. Yeah, and I can actually appreciate that more. Yeah. As an adult, I got to say that's absolutely a good movie. Like rewatching it as an adult with my kids, like I get teary-eyed watching that one. So that that one I'll stand up for. That was a good one. But there was a run of like, it's going to do a lot of money because it's Disney, but it's not necessarily like the quality of the yeah, previous Yeah, like Disney The Hunchback movies. of Notre Dame yeah. was pretty bad. Yeah, nobody's like going crazy about that. There was Mulan came out in that, in that time. Mulan, uh, Hercules. Yeah. Yeah, dude, my wife's got love for Hercules, and I just, I watch, I don't get it. I don't get it at all, and I love Greek mythology, and and uh, I guess Roman mythology, because Hercules is like the Roman name for Heracles, right? No, but, Her- Hercules was... No, I think Hercules is Roman, Heracles is Greek. They always mix it up, always, though. It, it bugs the shit out of me when I watch TV, like whenever they insert Hercules into Greek mythology, I'm just like... God, get the name right. <laughs> that what that was my pet peeve, so I know that one. But that, that but you know, like calling people Jupiter and stuff like that, it just doesn't it doesn't uh the names aren't as good. We already have planets for all of the the Roman gods, so it's like you know, and they just copied them from the Greek anyway. I don't know why Hercules is the name that popped though. For some reason it just rolls off the tongue better than Heracles. Hercules, 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 Hercules. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but Michael Eisner not talking shit about him, though, going back because, like, the Touchstone pictures were fucking great. There was so many good Touchstone movies, as we talked about on a previous episode. Um, so I liked a lot of his movies. I just wasn't wild about the Disney cartoons that came out at that time. Not all of them. Anyway. Like, once again, Lion King, total classic. Really good movie, so... I don't know about the sequels. <laughs> yeah, not so good. I don't know if I saw like one and a half and maybe two. And I, I couldn't tell you anything about either one. And it's just like, uh. yeah, they're just lame. You said you had a, a a thing on like the shows that are coming up and being canceled and being renewed, uh, kind of ready to go down the hatch. This is a, a thing we like to do is like kind of cover up what's what's coming in the fall season, what survives, what doesn't survive. Uh, stuff we've never heard of and then speculating what the <laughs> fuck that show is. Yeah. So this is an article. It came out on the Huffington Post, so I'm not claiming any. Nah, you just, sourced it. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's more than I usually do. I just said I read. I don't even source. This, this list... Uh, I'm giving it credit because this list was pretty comprehensive. So I just wanted to give a little credit there. Uh, Netflix. Okay. We'll start out with Netflix. The cage. All right. So renewed, we got BoJack Horseman. I Have you watched that one? Never. I watched like two episodes and it was like, all right, but Will Arnett does a voice. I, I kind of want to get in and actually watch some episodes. I just never think about it. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so buried with Arrow. It's <laughs> <laughs> that that was uh, something we started. And now we're just like, 
You're like knee deep in the Berlanti verse. Yeah, we're a season over a season in, and they have three seasons on Netflix, and they're you know full network, twenty three episode seasons. So, I mean, they're all forty five plus minutes. Apparently, Hulu. I just read this today. As soon as they air a season finale for a show on CW, they're hitting Hulu. Like, so, yeah, they'll be hitting all the, the CW shows with their whole runs. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> Chef's Table? Yeah. F is for Family? That show is, you would like that show. It is fucking funny as hell. Uh, Bill Burr does, uh, he does a voice of a, like, it's a cartoon show. And it takes place. It looked interesting. I just have never like. It's so gone worth there. it. Yeah, I watched the whole run of that show. I feel like it was like eight episodes, maybe. Totally worth it, dude. So funny, and it it feels like it's real in a way. Like it feels like it's a real family, but it's like there's a lot of swearing and like you know the kids are away from the adults and they're like saying nasty things and like I don't know the the way that the father is wired. It's just hilarious. Like he's just like a fucking rage machine all the time. <laughs> it's you would like that show. It's nice. pretty good. It's like it's like King of the Hill. If King of the Hill had started on on like you know like Netflix where they didn't have censors, like I'll just say that you know what I mean. Like they go places. Like it feels like a family, but they also go places where it's like. Stuff that they don't like to talk about on sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they're doing another season of that. That's a fun show. All right. Fuller House. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Grace and Frankie. No idea. House of Cards. Yeah. I kind of got lost in the second season. And from what I've heard, it's really not worth picking back up. So, yeah. Longmire. Yeah. I'm not really big into that, but my mom is huge on it. That's on Netflix. Yeah. So they must have like they must have gotten canceled on FX or wherever it was and moved over. Love. Yeah, I like that show. I saw the pilot. I'm trying to convince my wife to go back and watch them. She just decided she hated it all. So I was like, no, you liked it. And I kept talking about it. And she's like, all right, we'll check it out again. So it's like a Judd Apatow show. So, All right. Uh, Jessica Jones. Uh, fucking great. So that's getting another season, huh? Yes. Good. That was kind of in question as to whether it would get another season or not. And, of course, this is Huffington Post. So this, if uh, any right. of this is, doesn't happen, then... No, no, that's fine. I, shift the blame there. Cause I, it seemed like it was popular enough where I'm not surprised to hear it got another season. And but I, I know they're doing the Defenders before and I think Jessica Jones. To be two. fair, I think um, the Netflix shows are really cheap to produce. So, I have no idea. I think that there's like a lot of profit in that. Yeah. So I think like a lot of the stuff that's being aired on Netflix is probably pretty profitable. I got to imagine their Marvel stuff is just doing gangbusters though. It's got like both seasons of Daredevil and Jessica Jones have gotten so much press that I just, you know, and I haven't heard the the negative stuff about it that you know, I hear about like Agents of Shield and Peggy Carter and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah they're kind of knocking it out of the park. Uh, Master of None. Master, of None. that's uh, a great show. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good show. I watched I watched the whole run of that. I tried to get into that. It's not for everybody. It was. 
I think it came out a little too vulgar too quick and it just kind of turned me off. Oh, that opening episode. Yeah, but most of the show is not like that at all. Like most of the show is not vulgar at all. Like you could actually watch most of that show with your family. So it's like uh, the closest I could come to that show and it's really not a great comparison, but Louie is probably the closest. Like each episode of Master Nun is like self-contained and there's like ongoing characters, but there's not really ongoing stories. Like each story, it's not is like, really an arc, but just a yeah, in a, yeah. Like each story is like almost like a vignette. Yeah, um, and there's some really thoughtful stuff in it. Like they, he has one episode where he's flipping through TV and he's watching Short Circuit, and he kind of realizes like the whole Fisher Stevens thing. <laughs> You know, and it, it's really How racist it gets. Yeah. And it's really bothering him. And so he goes and uh, he like has a um, like he's he's looking for a job and he's up against other Indians and they're like tearing each other down because they know like they're not going to allow more than one Indian in the show. And it's just like it's really interesting watching it. Like it's actually like a lot of their episodes are really thoughtful and stuff. But that first episode, I, I get where you get that. It's not a good outlier for and the rest of the show, though. That was that was the only thing I watched on that. So I mean, yeah. it, I would suggest really to you to watch off. one more and just see if it clicks with you. With one more, that's one I would give one more chance because, and you'll see how different every episode is. Like they they really are different. All right. Uh, Orange is the new black. I haven't gotten into that yet, but. I, you can speak to that. I I haven't watched the new season that just came out a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, we're trying to get through fucking Arrow. <laughs> yeah. That is their bona fide hit, though, right? Orange is it is black. I feel it like is that's really a, well written, and they don't give out numbers for their shows, but that seems to be the one that's their their biggest hit. Yeah. And I guess some real shit goes down this season, and people are just. In love with it, so Aaron Donaldson was really talking it up. Him and Kate have been watching that show, so I'm not surprised with that one. Uh, Peaky Blinders, yeah, I haven't. That's one that maybe Zach could illuminate us on. Like, I know he's watched that. I haven't even heard of that one. Yeah, it's like a British show, I think. <laughs> it sounds like a British show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peaky does. Blinders. I think Michael Fassbender is in an episode. I have no idea. Yeah. The Ranch. Yeah. Um, I, me and my mom and, and, uh, and Amanda watched like two episodes of it. It's fun. It's weird being on Netflix. Like it's, it's, it's a fucking weird show because it is done like a classic sitcom. Weird. Um, it, like it has a live studio audience. I think it's live studio. I don't think it's canned laughter. And it has sets. Is it like a single cam or multi cam? Multi cam, um, but it's got Danny Masterson who played Hyatt in that seventy oh, show, yeah. and it's got Asha Kutcher. So you got that reunion, and then and then the parents in it are uh, Deborah Winger and Sam Elliott. So it's got it's got a fucking pedigree with acting, and the the laughs are there, but it is weird because I feel like I'm so beyond the multi camera audience thing. 
that it's weird watching it. But I, on the whole, I think it's fun. Like it's definitely like raunchy. You couldn't get away with a lot of the jokes that they have on there on network TV. Well, I'm going to have to check that one out. It like, it's, it's a weird one. Like yeah. I'll say that, like I, I've been meaning to go back and watch some more and see how it plays out. But I, I didn't hate it. Like I, I kind of enjoyed it. And to round it out, we got unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Unbreakable. So, I think I finished it, or I'm close to finishing the season. We just started picking them back up. Nice. Maybe I'm close to finishing. No, no, we did finish it. Yeah. I'm about halfway through the second season. So here's what I got to say, because I, I, I've been reading some criticism on the show, and, and uh, a lot of the people who hated it like just watched the first two or three and are like, all right, I'm done with it. And if you go back and listen when we talked about when it first came out, like I was watching the first two or three and I'm like, "Ah, I don't know, like it's not the jokes aren't really hitting. Maybe it was my mood or whatever. And then like it picks up. And I think when it really starts to roll, when they start really developing the characters, when Tina Fey's character, which she's like got a new character in the season, she's like a psychiatrist who (laughs) basically has multiple personalities. She has a personality when she's drunk and the personality when she's sober and they hate each other. (laughs) (laughs) And she's a psychiatrist who's helping out Kimmy Schmidt. Like, Especially when you get into that stuff, like that shows complete gold. Like it's, it's, I feel like it had a, a couple of weak episodes at the beginning of the season. I almost feel like because maybe they knew they were on Netflix, maybe they changed their approach a little bit or something, or maybe it was just a couple flat episodes, but it, it fucking picks back up and it's great. So I'm glad, I'm glad to see a third season yeah. coming out. All right. Now we're into the canceled shows from Netflix. Okay. We got Derek. Yeah, never watched it. Never heard of it. I, it's been on my queue forever because I think it had uh, Ricky Gervais. That's but, more than I would know about yeah. this show. I've, <laughs> it's never even like come up as an opportunity for me. Yeah. Uh, Hemlock Grove. Yeah, I... I started to watch my the wife first season. really yeah. liked that. I started to watch the first season with my wife and I was interested and then not interested and she's continued with it. So she'll be bummed out by that. Yeah. And I, I've watched a couple episodes and it's so not yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. It's like growing up twilight. <laughs> yeah. And I just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she really enjoyed it, but, and the fall, the fall, I'm not sure what that is. I have no idea. Well, it's gone. <laughs> and you're gone. All right. Now we're going to get into some network television on NBC. Renewed, we got The Blacklist, James Here, Bader. A little bit I've seen of it. It's been pretty good. So. I haven't seen anything other than My a wife few really trailers. likes that show. Uh, Blind Spot. No idea. Uh, I mean, I've heard of this. Can I take a guess? Yeah, let's go for it. I think it's a legal drama. I think it's about a lawyer who's on edge who drinks too much and he's trying to like take control of his drinking ne- while like <laughs> while uh like trying to win court cases. All right. I'll tell you what this show is from what I've seen from the trailers. Okay. It's sort of like Memento. Oh. There's a chick that has like no memories. But she's got shit tattooed all over her body. Oh, that's a, that's kinda, too close to Memento for me. Well, that's why I said it's Memento. Yeah, fuck that show. The Carmichael Show. No idea. 
Chicago Fire. Ah, fuck that show. Chicago Med. Fuck that show, too. Chicago PD. damn, dude. (laughs) It's the new Law and Order. It must be, because there's... uh, It was funny, because when uh, Chicago Fire first came out, I think it premiered half season, and it was when I was in Chicago. I thought it was kind of interesting. I haven't seen the show. (laughs) Closest I get to Chicago is Ghostbusters, and that's New York. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dateline NBC. Yeah, I don't see why. I almost don't feel like that should be on the list. Yeah, no. Like I said, this is a pretty comprehensive list, but Grim. How is that show still on? Have you ever watched that? Not really, and my I should be ashamed because they film in Portland, and my mom's always trying to get me to watch it, but. You know, I can't believe that show's still on. I am actually surprised it's still on, but when I've watched it, I've watched a few episodes here and there when I just catch it for some reason. It's not bad. (laughs) Yeah, I should get around to it. Uh, Hollywood Game Night. No idea. Uh, This is... uh, Can I take a guess? Yeah. So they come up with a game show version of like Parker Brothers games with the family. <laughs> so like they run around an actual Monopoly board or like a sorry board. Not quite. Damn. This is uh, hosted by Jane Lynch. Okay. It's a game. Like Jane Lynch. Game show where they actually have like B and C list celebrities. These are on Renewed, right? This is on Renewed. Okay. Uh Basically, BC list people, you're like, oh, David Faustino. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean Bud? Yeah. Bud Bundy? I never want to hear you use that name again. It's either Bud Bundy or Grandmaster B. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like those sort of people, like they have like two couches and like they have like two contestants and they play like charades and different stuff. I mean, it's really fun to watch. It's something you can watch with the kids. You don't have to. If you just catch it, it's something you can watch. Okay. Uh, Law and Order Zvu. Zvu <laughs> or Zvu? Zvu. Zvu. <laughs> I want to say fuck that show, but like, I really don't have a problem with Law and Order. I'd like it's not for me anymore, but there was a segment of my life where I did watch Law and Order. So I watched. It's Law not and like I, it's changed. No, you know? it's the same stuff and. You know, people really enjoy it. Ice T still some, needs an outlet. Yeah, I was gonna say, and they have some really good actors too, and they have Ice T. So, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did. There's there. some dragons <laughs> and all kinds of shit. <laughs> I should pull a clip of him talking about D and D. Doesn't he read like? Wasn't it the Crystal Shard? Doesn't he read the? I crystal think it's shard? the Crystal Shard. I gotta go buy that audio book. <laughs> There's gotta be so much gold in that. <laughs> All right. Krishinabon did not like this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, little big shots. No idea. Can I take a guess? Let's go for it. Okay. So, there's like a kid in a little and a little league and uh 
he's having a lot of problems. Like he's having problems with his parents. He's got a crush on a girl, but she doesn't know he's alive. He's being bullied. I feel like it's a uh, reality show with little people. <laughs> it could be. You're actually probably more on spot than I am. Mine would have been made in the 90s. Yours would totally be made right now. Uh, running Wild with Bear Grylls. Oh, I think I've seen this. Fuck it's, that show. Yeah, it's like celebrities hanging out with Bear Grylls for a week. Yeah. And doing Survivor stuff. But not really. No, just eating bugs with Bear Grylls. <laughs> uh, Shades of Blue. Uh, that sounds like an erotic thriller with James Spader, but I know he's on the blacklist already. So I'm thinking this is a cop show. Yeah, just their typical cop drama. Uh, Maybe it's an erotic cop drama. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we already had that with uh, NYPD Blue. Yeah, kinda. At some moments, a lot of asses in that show. A lot of asses. Uh, Superstore. Superstore? That sounds like a reality show. And this is actually a show that I kind of want to watch, but I'm probably going to be... It's probably going to be one of those things that get, gets canceled, and I watch it a couple years on Netflix. I think... I, I'm going to guess it's a show about, like, this guy who's a, a clerk, and he discovers he has superpowers, and so he's like, helps people from the confines of a grocery store every day. No, it's uh, basically a sitcom based around Walmart employees. Oh, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> I was halfway there. The super threw me off. And The Voice. Yeah. Fuck that show. Fuck that show. But I like CeeLo Green. Is he still on that show? Off and on. Yeah, fuck that show anyway. Um, now we're into the canceled ended shows. Okay. Best Time Ever with Neil Patrick Harris. No idea. Never heard of it. Uh, Coach? Oh, yeah. They renewed Coach. I guess that didn't take. (laughs) Now, is this... I I heard it was the actual cast of Coach. So it's like the Craig T. Nelson joint. Yeah. That's what I heard. I remembered hearing something about him bringing Coach back. Hadn't realized it was brought back. And there's a reason for that, apparently. (laughs) Because nobody was watching. Wow. Like, uh, I just thought, like... Are they really like rehashing that? Like, so that was a show that like I saw a lot because it was on late at night or on USA when nothing else was on. Never appreciated that show though, like not even a little bit. I I remember watching I like Craig some T. of it Nelson, but when it was on uh, USA, and I remember it had Craig T. Nelson and then the uh, guy that did the voice of uh, Patrick Starr from SpongeBob. Is that that big blonde guy? Yeah. The I didn't know he did that voice. That makes so much sense. The M-O-O-N. That spells... <laughs> hey, Spongebob. That's my Patrick. Yeah. yeah. Crowded? Uh, I assume that that's a reality show where people are stuck into a... Uh, uh, let's just say... Uh, truck. And they have to, like, win prizes to get out of the truck. (laughs) We'll just go with that. (laughs) Otherwise, they wind up in Delaware at the end of the trip. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) 
Yeah, the dramatic moment of the show is when they say get out. <laughs> but they really win because they don't go to Delaware. It's like it's turning reality TV on its head. Game of silence. That sounds boring. You throw in a Thrones there, I'm very interested. You have my ear. You tell me silence, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Heartbeat? <laughs> Probably a medical drama. That's where I would go with that one. It's about a chippy girl named Sam Psychology. And uh, she's she wants to be a psychologist, but she's stuck in her damn ER job. <laughs> heartbeat? Yeah, that's heartbeat. Oh, yeah, okay. Heroes Reborn. Yeah, I you know, the first season of Heroes, I was so in. And then I just fell off. Yeah, and so did the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that the Heroes Reborn has lasted as long as it did, though. I feel like it was only one season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it made I'm it through surprised. the mid-season cut. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't get axed after six. Uh, Mr. Robinson. I hope it's like Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> With Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this was uh, some black comedian yeah, show. No, as soon as you said black, I knew. It's just, yeah. It re- it's, probably, it's probably a playoff of Mr. Cooper's Neighborhood. No, Neighborhood. No, not yeah. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just Robinson instead of Cooper. Yeah. Uh, the Mysteries of Laura. Oh, I do the player? No. The player. Is that like a TV show version of the movie The Player? No. They just have tons of cameos, but it's like Bud Bundy. <laughs> it's like trying to get a film made and nothing ever gets made in the end. It's like Paris Hilton, Bud Bundy, and like, uh, oh, I don't know. Let's just say uh, Menuda are trying to get a movie made. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that show. <laughs> the second you put Bud Bundy in it, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Telenovela. I don't like it, but I like, or I don't know it, but I like the rhyme scheme of that telenovela. This... I'm bummed. I'm bummed this show is canceled. They never gave it a chance, Brandon. <laughs> Do you want to know what this show is about? It's about an author who has yet yet another drinking problem, and uh, he's trying to sell a book to publishers, and they never listen to it. So he spends his time in coffee shops, like pouring brandy into his thing and making wry observations. That's way off. (laughs) It's basically wait, wait, I'm not done. But the people in the coffee (laughs) shop are like his family. I mean, they're not actually his family, but they hang out all the time. Are you talking friends? No. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. <laughs> so what is this? Um, this is a sitcom based off of people that are cast members on like a Telemundo soap operas. Okay. Oh, it's about like, is it about actual people who are in Telemundo? Or no, it's a sitcom based off of people that would actually, be in I could actually get behind that it looked like it was basically a Telemundo soap opera disguised as a sitcom yeah I could get behind <laughs> that I love 
Dude, I, I was so happy that Slang picked up Telemundo. Like, I watch it sometimes, like, way more than my wife is comfortable with. She really does like And I don't understand anything they're saying. Like, I took Spanish one. It's not very good at it. I don't care, dude. They just emote. Like, it's so great. Uh, truth be told. No idea. Nope. Undateable. That's got to be a reality show. Uh, this was sort of like, uh, no, it's a sitcom. It's sort of like how I met your mother. Oh, well, we already had how we met your mother. So why? Well, it was canceled. So they need something. To exactly. Fill slot. Exactly. And then you, me and the apocalypse. Yeah. That show sucks. I'm glad it's gone. Even my wife gave up on that and she hung with it for another month than I did. I just like, I watched the first one I was out and then my wife convinced me to watch another one. And it was just good enough where I was like, I'll watch a third one, but I'm not hopeful. I got halfway through the third one. and I'm like, Nope, fuck this show. Like, how do you get all these comedians? And then you don't tell jokes. Yeah. That's just a bad idea. Uh, Stuff that got renewed, 2020. <laughs> okay. This is we're in ABC now. Yeah. <laughs> American Crime. Yeah. Yeah. America's funniest home videos. Still. But they call it AFV now. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have the live studio audience. Yeah, they anymore. do. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, whenever it's Tom s- Bergeron and a live studio audience. Yeah, apparently you've watched it more than I. <laughs> I've watched plenty of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I even wa- end up watching like reruns on Netflix. Do you remember when that show was like when it first came out? It was like one of the biggest shows out there. How? I it think it was still just has a pretty good market share. I'm surprised. Like, how was this? Of course, they're they're really into like YouTube videos and stuff now. Like, yeah. Oh, I'd imagine. I mean, it has a, a whole new base of like content now. Yeah, I'd imagine there's a lot to to go off of. So, um, it's still a thing. <laughs> it's still a thing. Ugh. I I do enjoy it now that Tom Bergeron's a host. Um, I mean, I really like Bob Saget, but that was so the wrong vehicle for him. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it with, with this host. Uh, <laughs> I've seen it with him. I just don't like, I don't know. I'm so, I don't like that. Like, it's also why I didn't like, uh, um, what was the comedy central one that was going for, it might still be going. I don't fucking know where they pull all the internet clips. Oh, uh, Tosh point oh. Yeah. I don't like that show either. I, I just feel like they're like, we're going to do America's Home Funniest Home Videos, but edgy. Like, we're going to insert sketches. Like, I don't know. I'm just not into that. You know, like, if I want to watch a funny YouTube sketch, I watch it and I'm done. I don't <laughs> want to watch a TV show of it. I don't know. I. It's one of those things I can, like, kill time with. Yeah. I have too many good shows to, to be killing time with any show anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. All right. Let me paraphrase that. That's something I can kill time watching TV with the kids. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand that. Um, the Bachelor got another season. Yeah, but that'll make my wife happy. And all Bachelor think, in Paradise as well. Yeah, so. I think all the girls in my house will be happy about that. Both of them. Uh, blackish. <clears throat> I've heard it's good. I haven't seen it. Yeah. 
It's funny. Uh, it seems like all of the ABC semi-racist shows got picked up again. <laughs> Is Blackish semi-racist? I've yeah. Heard... Okay. Well, Maybe I, mean, I shouldn't watch it then. I mean, well, some of the... It's probably the least, but I mean, it's still there. Okay. I haven't seen it, so I can't really, can't really gauge it. Uh, the Catch? I don't know what this show is. It's a father-son show. Where they hang out in the yard. Hey, Dad, want to catch? It's just that scene for like 45 minutes. It's really touching, but it gets old pretty fast. Another Tom Bergeron, Dancing with Stars. <laughs> yeah, fuck that show. Von Miller's going to be on it, motherfucker. <laughs> Swing, it sounds like he's not going to be playing for the Broncos unless John O. He gets his office out, ass and signs him. I went through this with Jerry. Get Rice. him paid. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it, but. Right. No, I, I was the same way with Jerry Rice. I think he was the runner up the year he was on it. I wouldn't fucking watch it. No way. Uh, Dr. Ken got picked up. That's, uh, it's based off the, uh, the doctor in Knocked Up, the Ken Jong's player. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's all I know about this show. Interesting. <laughs> he didn't do a whole lot in that movie. <laughs> but that's cool. So it's an Apatow joint? I don't know if it's an Apatow joint. It would have to be. If, I would if think it's it w- based off the doctor from Knocked Up. If it is the doctor from Knocked Up, it's got to be Apatow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fresh off the boat. I've heard things. I just don't remember what I heard. I heard it's got a really racist premise. <laughs> I mean, it's it's <laughs> like... Well, I mean, it's racist in the title. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving on. <laughs> the Goldbergs. That show's kind of funny. Yeah, I've seen yeah, like one here or there. Yeah, I used to is. work night shift at the at the group home. They will watch any classic like sitcom, you know, studio audience or laugh track. Like they'll watch all that stuff. Uh, yeah, it's all right for what it is. It's all right. Grey's Anatomy's getting another year. I'll make my wife happy. Holy, how fuck, many that years shows. they have? I on think that. it's like. I don't know. My wife could tell you for sure, but it's probably like 12 or 13. I was going to say and it's into the team. Dude, they had a spinoff that had over 100 episodes and it's done. And like Grey's Anatomy is still going. It's craziness, man. Uh, and it had Tim Daly in it from Wings. Hey, Tim Daly's got some acting chops. Dude, Tim Daly is the shit. He's on The Sopranos. <laughs> he does all the funny stuff. In the, like he does... The stuff in The Sopranos where Christopher is trying to get Hollywood stuff done. That's some of my favorite stuff because it's just like Christopher's so dumb. And it's just <laughs> fun like watching him trying to navigate the Hollywood system. <laughs> nice. Uh, how to get away with murder. Mm. Mm. I've heard of it. Don't know anything about it. Uh, Last Man Standing. Yeah. Another, I think it's a black comedy uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We should finish up ABC and call this good. And then maybe we can go back to the well on this next yeah. next week. I don't think any of these shows are... I don't I, I don't know. I think this will be just timely enough where it won't matter. Yeah. Uh, the Middle got another season. And 
the middle. Does that take place in the middle of the country? It's just a average family sitcom. Oh, so it's racist? <laughs> <laughs> it's on ABC, right? <laughs> but it's white people, so it's not racist. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> It's a, no, trust me. This show's not racist. Everybody's white, okay? <laughs> Just relax. We made sure not to step in any dangerous territory. <laughs> we made sure everybody is milk bread, okay? It'll be good. Uh, Modern Family. Yeah, I I, I kind of like that show. It's one I've of those that I can watch it here and there. Yeah. It's, I've, I'll never sit there and like do a run of that show, no. but like... It's totally a show you could just turn on at any point and enjoy it. So. Yeah, even like halfway through the episode, be like, all right. Yeah, yeah, that show's okay. Uh, once Upon a Time. Uh, that'll make my, once again, the rest of my family happy. Yeah. <laughs> I think my wife's fallen off of that. Really? Joint. What, what made her fall off? Do I don't know? know. It's just like the fact that we never watch network television. Yeah. And then just trying to like get back caught up, and it's just yeah. I mean, that's where Hulu comes into play for us. I mean, it, it's all on Hulu, so. Um, Quantico. No idea, but I really hope that's a Quantum Leap spinoff. No. <laughs> Damn. It's uh, Al Calavici's daughter is now <laughs> leaping through time. That would be great. <laughs> Wouldn't it? And Al's like helping her now. I would so watch that show. <laughs> no, this is like uh, NCIS. It's kind of a uh, FBI drama sort of thing. Yeah. Not for me, in other words. No. The real O'Neills. No idea. If it was, a, I'm gonna guess, if it was I'm like gonna guess a reality not... show with Shaquille O'Neal, oh, okay. I'd watch that. Okay, so that's funny you said that because my, my idea when you said the real O'Neills was that it was a retired football player who's like comes back to his hometown and is trying to raise his family, but they're used to their decadent lifestyle and everybody else is like blue collar. Yeah, <laughs> that was my yeah. idea. The real O'Neills. Or it could be uh, it switch to the basketball a player, put in Shaq. <laughs> It'll be great, dude. Nobody gets laughs like Shaq. Hey, um. I was just taking up maybe we could go get something to eat. Hilarious, dude. His delivery is so good. How about a reality show based on Ed O'Neill? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's doing Modern Family. He's busy. <laughs> <laughs> Same network. I mean, he just goes That's to a true. different different studio in the afternoon. Only if he puts his hands down his pants all the time and runs into David Festino and insists on calling hey, him you call Bud. <laughs> insists on calling him Bud always. <laughs> and he keeps saying, my name is David. Your name is Bud, Bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scandal got another year. Yeah. I mean, it's, people seem to enjoy that show. Shark Tank. I enjoy Mark Cuban. I will right? never watch that show. I will never He's watch that show. He's probably one of the reasons Mark I can Cuban. watch it. Yeah. Although it's kind of fun to watch. Like if you just catch an episode, like watch some of the kind of outrageous stuff they're really pitching. Yeah, I just enjoy watching Mark Cuban on ESPN because he's always pissing off the front office for something. So he really was the first entertaining sports owner 
who wasn't like disastrous for the fan base. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I'm trying to think of like entertaining owners before him. You had March shot because she was such a crazy racist that it was just like everybody laughed at her. You had like Dan Snyder cause he would destroy his team all the time. Same with George Steinbrenner. But like Mark Cuban was like not bad for his team, but like very like he shook everything up. Yeah. Uh, as far as Shark Tank, fuck that show. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Mark Cuban's doing okay. I guess. Uh, Secrets and Lies. Yeah. And Nashville. I, that's like a cop show, right? No, it's like a country music drama. Oh, I guess if they threw on PD, it would be a cop show. And technically, this one got canceled, but it's moving to CMT. Oh, Nashville? Yeah. That figures. ABC probably owns CMT. Yeah. And I it's, guess. I think they're also simultaneously running it on, or premiering it on Hulu. Mm. This is just like a note that popped up on that. So. Gotcha. Um, let's get into some stuff that got canceled and then we'll wrap this up. Okay. Uh, blood and oil, blood and oil. I have no idea what that is. I think this is the Don Johnson joint about North Dakota. Please tell me he's a slime ball in it. I'm pretty sure he's, he's gotta be a slime ball. That's my favorite Don Johnson right there when he's slimy. Uh, wicked city. Wicked City. I'm going to guess that that's uh, the Wicked Witch of the West, like, is reborn in present-day Chicago. <laughs> and so it's, like, all the misadventures she goes on. Fun. Like, she goes shoe shopping, and then, like... Not fun. She's trying to see if it, like, curls up on her... Like, if it'll curl with her. And then she winds up getting pissed off and, like, turning the shoe salesman into, like, a flying monkey. <laughs> wow, I should just stop on. talking <laughs> Wait till you see the pilot I have in my head <laughs> so It's going to be great <laughs> Wicked City Check it out on ABC oh, it's... Or don't, it's cancelled <laughs> Check it out on Hulu <laughs> The Family So this is about like a family of serial killers. Like they're all serial killers working together. And uh, they also, they're just, you know, they're just dealing with life, like trying to go to school, trying to make sure that like nobody finds a geometry teacher that they like buried underneath the basement. Like, you know, the typical goings ons of a family of psychos. (laughs) All right. Yeah. You can only go so far before somebody gets caught. So well, that's yeah, why it's got that's canceled. part of the drama, though. But you have like you have a big family. There's like six members of the family. <laughs> there's like there's like the husband and wife, and they have three kids, and then an uncle that moves in with them. And so there's a lot of serial killing. Like, and then you get into like you have the segment in jail while he's like while the father's in jail, and then like him having to murder people to stay on top. It becomes sort. It's got a little bit of prison drama in it in season two. It's too bad we didn't get to that point. <laughs> it's too bad. Uh, Gallivant. Oh, uh, my mom and Zach are gonna be bummed about that. That was like a medieval musical, like humorous musical show. I think I've heard it's really funny, but it's it's gone now, huh? It's gone now. Uh, Agent Carter. 
Yeah, I'm bummed about that one. I really liked Agent Carter. That being said, the ABC Marvel shows are just not doing a great job. Like it's part of the problem for me is like I kind of enjoyed for what they were, but then once you saw the Netflix shows, it's like hard to to be engaged with the other shows because they're just so like watered down family kind of things. Yeah, and you know, um watching a lot of the shows on like CW and like Arrow and The Flash and those ones are done at such a higher level than I feel like the Marvel Agents Shield got to. Yeah. It's just like I can't get backed into watching Marvel. Cause I I mean I like some of the characters and it's just they're not as well done. Yeah. No, I agree. Like the the T V D C stuff is kinda hitting it out of the park. So Yeah. Berlani has been killing it. Yeah, he has been. Um Castle. Yeah, I think we've talked about this one before. Yeah. <laughs> Classic show named after the last name of the guy who has nothing to do with the with what the show is about. <laughs> like they have a last name with something that has nothing you know what I mean, like Castle. Um if his name was like Detective, <laughs> it would make sense, but Yeah. It's like House. Like he has the last name House that really has nothing to do with that show. Like oh, Yeah. Yeah. He's a doctor. I guess he's working out of his house, right? No, he's like a not an ER doctor, but an in hospital doctor. Oh. Wow, maybe I should actually watch that show sometime. <laughs> Uh, of Kings and Prophets. Okay, no idea. And the Muppets got canceled. Yeah, that I've seen that coming for a long time. Yeah, that just never got the ratings. Dude, I couldn't. I could not get my kids into it. I could not, no matter how I much couldn't I tried. either. And and I enjoyed it. Like I genuinely I, enjoyed that show. But I enjoyed it for a while, and then it was just so hard. I mean, for me, network television is just so hard to keep up with. Yeah. And they do spin out a lot of episodes. Yeah. And so, I mean, it just kind of got to the point where I couldn't, like, just keep up with it. And I'm never watching it when it's on. And Yeah. Well, you're not alone. I think it's more <laughs> of a sign of the times than anything. Yeah. Sorry, Muppets. You should yeah. come up with some more good movies. Uh, not like Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> not so much. Yeah. Like the Muppets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, so we're going to cut off here. So extra long episode today. We're going to cut into the Q&A for Bill Pullman and take it easy. I don't know why, but Fox Pictures doesn't quite know where Whitehall on Minute is. <laughs> <laughs> really doesn't speak well for them, but we like them. And Get in on that because uh, those are kind of they're uh, 
I don't know why they're so cheap, but that's all they said. So. <laughs> We've made this movie last summer in New Mexico, where it was about as hot as it is here in the theater. <laughs> next, next movie I do here, we'll see if we can get three swamp food. That's right. <laughs> But I, I think it was great opportunity. The last time I tried to do something in, uh, connected to the star was in 2000, I think it was. Next month, it was 2000. Yeah. Well, not late class. No, it was the Virginia. Oh, yeah. And we had a print of it, you know, this movie that I made for TNT, the Western, and I thought it would be good to show in, in Whitehall. And at that time, the projectors were so kind of rugged that ate that print. <laughs> well, so it's really nice to know that we've got a good print in a digital theater. Thanks to Holly Harper and everybody else. And that sound system, Jimmy Griffin, is really, it's great quality. It's what we need right here. So, uh, but uh, I, now I would open it up to some questions. I'd be curious to see what you're thinking about this in the interstate resurgence. Yeah, in the back there, I see a hand. Um, what was the hardest part about filming the movie? The hardest part about filming the movie? Um, well, for, for, for me it was one thing, and maybe for Roland Emmerich, the director, it was something else, you know. I didn't have to worry about as many things as he had to worry about, but uh, I think for, for him, um, always the challenge to do this one was, uh, why, why are we doing it? Because he thought the first one was good, and you know, he said, what, what are we going to do, have him come back? And that's not going to be good enough. So for 20 years, everybody said, you know, Fox, of course, wanted to make a sequel and everything, but they couldn't. And I think he wanted to find out what it was that was going to make it happen. And I think he wanted to create a world that was so, you know, something where the world that started, where it started the picture is, you see Earth as this federation of the United Nations, and they developed hybrid technology. So you see this kind of amazing place that looks like Utopia almost, you know, and you realize, wow, we've done pretty well. Maybe it wouldn't be too great if we lost it, you know. So I think the hardest thing for him was to make sure that all those, the creation of those, the aesthetics of that world where it was as high caliber and as much true to his vision as possible. I think there was another hand over. Oh, I see a hand right here. Yes. My favorite part of the movie. Watching it or when I watched it or when I made it? When I made it. Well, I think I like. No. I'll tell you what I didn't like so much. And then I'll tell you what I like. You know the scene where I go into the gas chamber and that happened? That was a really uh, odd 
thing because it, they had to use uh, CO2 gas. And because they, they wanted Rowan's image was, I turned and with 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, I'm gone. And so, you know, that's for a special effects guy to do that, not in the computer, but in real life, in a room of that size. So it's not an elevator, it's not, it's a big room. So they built jets all around inside that that were blasting the CO2 air in. And, you know, as soon as I hit the button, bang, it was going. And the first take they did, I, I thought, I'm ready for this. I really, I love it being strangled by it. <laughs> 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 yeah, job here. And I and I got in there and you know I disappeared and then whack throw myself against the glass and I have this dialogue that goes on for a while and I and then they and then I collapse down and they fall cut. And I realized I would have been breathing. <laughs> I was hard to breathe. And then I I came out the door and I realized they had a um, they had a medic there with a cut oxygen tank. So they knew that I was <laughs> 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 wow, that was kind of scary. <laughs> they said, okay, let's go back for another take. <laughs> we did eight takes. of it 
you know, I think was a little bit, it's a lot of trauma, and it was a lot like PTSD, where he, it doesn't necessarily manifest itself right away, it's a brain concussion or something like that, or symptoms that are similar, then it might manifest later and over time, and then it's a certain kind of sense of these, uh, uh, instability. So it's not, it's just that sense of like feeling fragile. And so that's why I thought, okay, it's a psychological thing that he needs to change. And then when it leaves it, then it doesn't need to change. Yeah, I'm, I've got a little guy here. Yeah. Um, did you have fun making the movie? What's that? Did you have fun making the movie? Yes, I had fun making this movie. It was different, you know, I, every movie is a different one, and this is a, this was a big deal uh, uh, in terms of uh, Fox and everything, but at the same time, it was like family, because Roland, you know, I've known him for 20 years, and he was, it's such a passion for him, and then having Jeff Goldblum and a bunch of people back, and getting to see him again, and getting to, you know, feel like uh, we were doing something like that. It was a little like a high school reunion. <laughs> know how fun they can be, but also everybody's thinking, boy, you've gotten older. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's getting hot, so maybe two more questions. Yeah. Is it harder or easier for reacting to the computer, computerized scene? You know, it's uh, now it's so different. It changes every year. I did teach this just two years ago. CGI was different than it is now. Now, this last summer, we had a thing called the end cam that was in the main camera. And then there are two cameras that are like fiber optic cameras that are registering uh, and tabulating what's being seen by the camera and then feeding it into a monitor where the backdrop is supplied. So we can could, do a take and then look. And we're in front of just blue. It's as if this ceiling is blue, and the walls are blue, and the floor is blue. And we're walking around on it. But you go back into the camera, and you see that there's all, this room is filled with jets. <laughs> and you better watch where you're walking. <laughs> so it, it was really easy. I, when I think back about something like Casper, that movie a long time ago made that movie early with, with, with um, blue screen, and you know, it, I had a, a sword fight with the ghosts, and I had a toilet plunger, and I used it for a sword, and I remember Steven Spielberg was producing it, and I remember he came on the set, and he thought it was so, you know, important that I, he thought, he really commended me, because if I went too far, and I wiped across where the ghost was, it was $100,000. <laughs> so I had to, I had all these marks in my head so I could go after the ghost, but I had to stop it at a certain mark, or else if I went too far, then it became expensive. So they were counting the pennies every day, but, but it was a lot easier this time. Yeah, one last question, maybe? Yeah. Or two. Okay. So, uh, Clearly you died in the movie. Clearly I died in the movie. Yep. So you're the Harvell all the time. You're not gonna be part of the next movie. Is that a bummer for you? I'm not gonna be part of the next movie. It's gonna be a bummer for me. It probably was a bummer for Prince Spiner at the end of the first one he didn't get back. 
and then he adequately fit a adequate letter in the mail. And it's back. So I don't know. I think I'm might be gone. But uh, you never know. It's science fiction. It's not science science. Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought there was a question. Yes, right back here. How did you make the queen really, really powerful? Could you say that again? How did you make the queen really, really powerful? Did you hear it? He said, how did you make the, the queen really powerful? How did we make the queen really powerful? Well, I don't know if you've met any queens. <laughs> There's a few that I know. And, uh, they are, they have their ways. And uh, sometimes they can seem like they're, you know, a big monster, and then they break open in the middle, and out comes a littler, still monster. <laughs> sometimes queens end up that way. I think that was the scary part of having the queen be there, and she was like two versions. <laughs> well, I want to thank you all very much for coming. It was really great that uh, we could do this tonight, and I want to thank Olden, and I really hope that you uh, uh, enjoyed the movie, and I'll pass the word on to Roland, and we had a good night. <laughs> actually have debates on my show. It's called That's Debatable, but I don't really have an affirmative or negative debate, really. It's not a win or loss kind of debate. The way that I've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um, as opposed to having any one argument in particular. I think talking about arguments is a fun way to have an argument. You're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them. A Not Safe for Network podcast. Take that OE, you drink it down to the label. Yeah. You uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station. <laughs> uh, you then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt just liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm -hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Mm -hmm. Experience what we just had the absolute privilege of mm -hmm. experiencing in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. No. We had a good life. When Wilford Brimley is telling you that that's what he's going to do, you're like, oh, wow, it must be aliens. It's totally because the mustache. Yeah. Yeah, believe the mustache because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache. Bad news. There's something about him that's not Something's right. And the characters pick off. up on it right away and they lock him away. <laughs> you know, the plot suggests it's for other reasons, but he is a man that should have a mustache. And when he doesn't, it codes for strangeness. And just all around wrongness and weirdness. The Alien Movie Project. Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the Robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like, like he's uh, Nor like, Norwegian. Yeah, he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. The two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. Dude. I know, they're the best. Like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs>
That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude. Oh yeah, I'd be that punching about getting salmonella punching that bag. I think he might have given that punching bag salmonella. Well, every now and then it's insightful. Find us on iTunes.